The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamperin. Good morning and welcome one and all to 900 CHML. We have a host of amazing topics, real estate related, that we're going to hop on today, including hot off the presses, the latest statistics in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, and beyond that Rob is going to deliver to you. We're going to talk about rising uh, interest rates, how they are impacting investors. We're going to talk about new home construction on what that is all entailing in the future. And if we have some time towards the end of the show, the weirdest thing that Rob has seen in a home that's for sale. There is uh, an article that is uh, going viral, at least the video is going viral, on this particular home in Toronto that has some well, questionable interior design. Don't forget, for the hottest listings in town, go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the first and uh, first over, uh, first only real estate team in Hamilton's history to sell 1,000 homes in a year, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And don't forget, if you have a topic idea or an email question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. We do have a special guest today as well. Serena Carbone is the Director of Sales and Marketing at DeSantis Homes. We'll say hello to her in segment number two coming up. Rob, before we get to all that I just talked about, uh, how's your week been? Oh, it's been uh, it's been uh, pretty pretty up crazy up and down. Uh, <laughs> a lot of changes in the market, and it's just uh, steady. Uh, I, I I watch the numbers very closely now. Uh, sales are 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 getting tougher to do. Uh, I'm starting to see houses come on the market more priced in line with with the market price should be at. So, and we're seeing a lot of the uh, houses uh, that were listed you know, three months, four months ago, uh, starting to come off the market. And a lot of those people uh, either staying off the market or they're coming back in and realizing that, you know, the new price, this is the, the reality of new pricing of, of homes has changed and they're adjusting to that. So you're going to actually see more sales start happening just because I think we're already there where the public understands about the new pricing uh, of houses what they are now versus it was five six months ago when uh you know february and march of this year so according to the realtors association of hamilton burlington for august sales were up 11.7 percent from july to august they were down 24 percent when you compare the statistics year over year august to august the average sale price in august was eight hundred fifty eight thousand dollars that's down 2% from July, but up 2% from August 2021. Uh, and when you look at neighborhoods, you know, average sale price up in places like Ancaster and Waterdown, uh, Dundas as well, down in communities like Flamborough, uh, Hamilton down just 1%, uh, Stony Creek down 6%, uh, Burlington, some ups and downs uh, there. Same with Niagara. Is, is anything uh, among the stats uh, from August to August, does anything jump out at you as a surprise, either a, a negative or a positive surprise? 
You know what? It's, it's surprising. In all the different areas, it's all over the map. Now, if you look at Ancaster, it's up 18% from a year ago. Okay, so Ancaster, for some reason, very strong. But, you're, but you want to hear even something more funny. Uh, Ancaster, July versus August, up 14%. Hmm. So in, 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 in July, the average sale price in Ancaster was $1,141,000. Uh, Okay. Well, if you look in August, the average sale price is 1,301,000 up 14%. I'm like, what? That just kind of went out of like, just kind of stuck out. Like I couldn't believe it. Now, I don't know if it's because of the high end homes. I know in August, uh, there was only 36 sales, but in July there was 23 sales. So the sales are very minimal, but it looks like some people are still, you know, the, the housing prices in Ancaster is a very strong still. It's, it's an area that most people want to move to, especially Hamiltonians and people out of town. Burlington people are moving that way. So it is a area of demand. But overall, but we are hitting the prices of last year prices pretty soon. And I think, I, I think in, mo- in some areas we've probably settled. Uh, but there could be a little bit more adjustments that will probably happen in it, but it, it depends on the area. So this is, you know, like now if I, I sent you the chart, you can see everywhere it's up and down and, mm-hmm. you know, some areas are up, some areas are down from last year's numbers of, uh, of August. But, um, uh, but yeah, um, but you know, like for instance, the average sale price, um, in, and I'm going based on, um, in uh, Hamilton, Hamilton proper, mm-hmm. uh, in February was eight hundred seventy-one thousand. Now in August, September was well, September. We're, you know, we're just into it. Was it's six hundred and forty-eight thousand? It's a huge uh, uh, drop yeah. from there. But and I was trying to figure out mortgage amount um, and down payments and everything. So so we got this thing. So in February of this year. If you bought a house for eight hundred seventy-one thousand, if you're a first-time buyer, you ha- you would have to save sixty-two thousand one hundred dollars to put down, which is which is a lot of money for yeah, you know chunk. a lot of people. So now now, it, let's say the, the average sale price has come down. So now your your minimum down payment is thirty-nine thousand eight hundred. So it's a lot easier to hit that goal than it is the sixty-two thousand one hundred goal. Now your mortgage amount in February of this year would have been 800, let's say a little round of 841,000. Now in, in August, it'd be 632,500. So it, obviously everything's a lot less because everything, you know, housing prices are correcting. Now we know the, uh, uh, variable, variable rate in February was 1.45. Wow. Those are nice. Yeah. Eh? I take uh, that right now. <laughs> and, yeah. Now, with, with with the new interest rate hike that just happened this week, the variable rate is four point four five. So it's up three percent from, you know, uh, February March. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, your mortgage payment is only one hundred thirty eight dollars more. So after a three percent rate hike, although your monthly payment is slightly higher uh, monthly, your down payment is only twenty two thousand three hundred less making it easier to hit your goal, uh, in saving a down payment versus the high price of February. So I, I mean, and we know that even if you had the 1.45 and that's based on, and we, and we worked it out that the interest for the lifetime of the mortgage 
uh, of at 1.45 would have been $161,656. Okay. We know that chances are it's never going to be that interest rate for 25 years straight. Yeah, right. So the interest rate hike, uh, the interest rate at, uh, at, based on if you bought a house in August at 4.45 would have been $412,463. So it's a significantly a lot more money. Again, it would either go up or down from there. And, uh, but basically, um, it works out to about, I think $30,000, uh, more than what you would have paid in February to tell you the truth. Hmm. So, so it's $138 more a month, uh, uh, to buy a house, uh, now with a lower, lower down payment, lower purchase price, but with a higher interest rate, you're paying, you are paying more money for int- uh, on interest. Uh, and this is the norm, Rick, this is the norm. And, and it's, it like, I'm, I'm going to put this out in our newsletter. It's kind of like, a, it is a little bit of a reality check, but it, it's, I mean, we're not trying to uh, make it sound like, Oh, it's better now. It, it is more money now, but it's not as bad on a monthly basis if you're looking at it that way. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting because we know that house prices have come down, interest rates have gone up, but after you break down and do all the math, you're paying an extra, let's say $150 a month if you're splitting that, because I think most people pay semi-monthly or at least twice a month, the 1st and the 15th, you know, $75 extra per payment is, is uh, that's an eye-opener to me. It, it is. Now, and if you are paying bi-weekly, you will shave off probably, what, uh, is it eight years off your mortgage? I think it's something like that. You will shave eight years uh, off your mortgage. So, and I think that everybody should be doing that just because, and and again, your interest payments uh, amount uh, over the long term of the 25 years would be a lot less. But um, but it, it is what it is, and nothing you could do about it. We got... Uh, Spoiled with the uh, low interest rates, uh, you know, because of COVID, but we got to get the uh, the uh, the market back to where uh, at the normal level. Otherwise, uh, we're going to have other problems. And uh, and it's just uh, yeah. So on my newsletter, you'll be able to see this. You'll be able to be able to kind of gauge it and see what it is. And I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's worse. But I'm just saying, hey, this is the reality of it. And uh, and uh, and this is what we're facing. And and I, you know, and the only thing we have to worry about is how are the home prices are going to be in the, in the future? Mm -hmm. Well, I think once, once we have, uh, um, uh, a settled, uh, a market, then I think, uh, you're going to see a lot of buyers, more buyers coming back because there's a lot of buyers sitting on the fence right now. And it'll, it will cause a little bit of a boom, uh, as time goes on. And my guess is they're sitting on the fence right now because of the uncertainty factor. It's not it's not the price factor because those prices have come down. It's the uncertainty about where our rates going to go. You know, are we going to be in a recession? If we are, how long and and how loud is it going to be? I, I would guess the uncertainty part is really keeping people on the fence. Exactly. You know what? Chances are we probably will go into a recession, a, a short-term recession. And I can, because of the fear of uh, what's happening out there, people talking about, you know, interest rates are going to keep climbing. So people are going to hold back and buying uh, things for themselves. So consumer goods, are going to really come down quite a bit, which is going to cause people to get laid off. And when they're laid off, they're not going to buy anymore. So it, it's going to take time to come back. Uh, but there is a shortage 
of labor out there, and we'll uh, we'll be talking about uh, about that with especially in the in the housing industry. Absolutely, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about rising rates and how they're impacting investors, and what is going on with new home construction, and what's the future of that industry look like. We'll tackle that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on nine hundred CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. If you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfy team, at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, dot com. Still to come, we'll talk about some of the weirdest things that Rob has seen in a home that's for sale. We're also going to get into the future of new home construction in this city and across the province. Before we get to that, Rob, and reintroduce our special guest for today, I want to ask you about... You know, we just got done talking about rising mortgage rates and how they're impacting, you know, people's decision making in terms of jumping into the real estate market. How have rising rates impacted real estate investors in this city and in this province? Oh, investors definitely are sitting on the fence also. Uh, a lot of them are having a hard time with the new interest rate uh, hike and the new interest rate as it is now to have um, to cover their mortgage, uh, in, in all the expenses for the rent. So it, it's, it, so they, every, there's going to be new adjustments. Uh, I'm going to tell you rent is going to go up even more just because of these interest rate hikes and, and the way the housing prices are. Um, so I, I think, you know, it, people that are buying a house right now, if they're an investor, they're buying it in a year from now. Um, they'll, you know, they'll be able to get the, the, rental income to support it. But right now, not just yet. And the thing is you can't raise your rent too high, uh, especially under the landlord tenant act, unless it's a house built after 2000, November of 2018. And that's the other thing too, we were talking about recession in the previous segment, Uh, you know, investors are uh, knowledgeable in terms of, you know, what's happening in the economy and now might not be the time to, you know, unload a great deal of dollars into a project that you, is going to take a few months to do uh, and, and redo and revamp this uh, home or whatever the case is and then try to rent or sell it. That's probably a big roll of the dice with a recession uh, in or on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like investors are just, uh, you know what, it, it's tough. I think commercial commercial real estate is the way to go right now if, uh, if you're looking at anything, uh, residential real estate, um, it, 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 you never go wrong with it because everybody needs a roof over their head and real estate. And like I've said all the time, 
always doubles every 10 years. So even if it's a bad purchase today, it's going to be a fantastic uh, prop uh, investment to own in, in the long term. And, and real estate is a long term investment. It's not something that you buy today and sell tomorrow, uh, which a lot of people were doing in the past uh, couple of years, but that's not the norm. So uh, anybody that made a lot of money, it did well, fantastic, but it's a long-term investment. You can follow the Golfy team on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And for an instant home estimate, go online to golfyhomevalue.com. That website address again, golfyhomevalue.com for an instant home estimate. Let's bring in our special guest today. Serena Carbone is the Director of Sales and Marketing at DeSantis Home. Serena, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good morning. Uh, Rob, obviously bringing you on to talk about uh, new home construction in this city, in this province. Uh, maybe we'll focus with just a general statement of how the industry is doing right now. Well, it's certainly changed a lot in the last few months. Um, it was moving at what could be considered a breakneck pace for a little while there, um, but it wasn't sustainable. And I think that all of us are uh, readjusting to this new normal, to use that word that is so incredibly overused. Uh, but it's, it's a good place to be because ultimately people investing in new home construction are buying for the future value. And as Rob has previously alluded to, uh, real estate is a long-term investment. So there's a lot of good things that can still be said for new home construction. And we're still seeing people coming in and purchasing less of the investors, uh, but they're still there as well. So we've seen a change in who's buying and the pace at which they are buying. But it's, it's still a, a great market. There's a lot of people who still need housing and new home construction is filling that void. So uh, you described it as breakneck speed at one point, and there has been a lot of talk of building more houses, obviously in this province, especially those uh, in the affordable housing category. Um, are we still seeing a lot of demand and calls for that uh, when it comes to new home construction? Uh, from an affordability standpoint, well, it, it, affordable is a difficult word to, to nail down because there is affordable and then there is less than a single family home. So obviously with condos and the condo market, you're going to be paying less than you are a single detached. So maybe somebody who had been looking at a detached home First, they went to a townhome, then townhomes became unaffordable, and now they're looking at condos. So there's a larger group of people out there that continue to look for condominiums. Uh, a lot of people back in, I would say it was the early part of 2021, which is when we launched our last building, Muse. Uh, it was a condo building, 260 units, sold out in about a week and a half. <laughs> and a very large portion of those people were investors. And they were just coming because they saw the, the money on the horizon and they purchased a lot of units for investment, for rental or to flip. But now in May of this year, we launched another condominium building and I would say maybe 10 or 15% were investors. The rest of them were people who were looking to move in to the property. So that buyer for those condos has changed dramatically and they are coming out in there spending more time and asking more questions than they were before. So I think that's, that's a, a nice way to be selling to someone. You want to be answering their questions and, and dealing with it rather than just, you know, quick sign here and out they go. And, you know, six years now they wonder, hey, what about that condo I bought? Don't remember, I bought it in five minutes over the internet. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a better way to be selling real estate now for a new home construction. 
In that same vein, how does pre-construction investment in real estate differ from a typical resale scenario? Well, I think that one of the things that's nice about pre-construction is that you are investing for the future now. And real estate prices, though we've seen a correction recently, they historically climb. So you're buying today and you're not going to close, especially if you're talking about a condominium, maybe four, sometimes five years down the road, uh, depending on the size of the project. So you're not getting your mortgage today, which means you're also not paying today's mortgage rates. Uh, which is which is nice for reasons that Rob just described. Well, well you've actually got inflation on your side because mm-hmm. you, you you put down probably what twenty to fifty thousand dollars to to buy a condo. You've got about fifteen percent on the purchase price of your condominium. Fifteen yeah. percent. So mm-hmm. they so the the developers holding that, but and you don't have to worry about getting a mortgage. You don't have to do anything. And let's say five years, and then by when you take possession, you've, you've already you you've made yourself some money. So basically, you didn't have to get a mortgage. You just put uh, money down and, and that money is not going like you're not getting anything less. So actually uh, and a lot of investors do that. They do, they buy, they'll buy, they'll, they'll put an offer on a condominium and a lot of them will buy two, three at a time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then in five years when they come up, they either, some of them take possession, rent them out and some of them uh, resell them right away. And, uh, and then they make their profits on that. So there's, like again, opportunity. Long that was a long term investment. They bought today and it closed in five years. And uh, and when they close, they can sell. Well, we, and and we've sold a lot of those. We've sold, especially <laughs> the buildings that you yeah. guys have built. Yeah. Well, I think too, um, from the perspective you mentioned, buying a house, renovating it, and then trying to sell it right now. That's tricky. When you buy new construction, you're buying a new home. There's no, you know, what was in the basement and who hid what behind the walls. Yeah. They're all <laughs> built to the new building code to the highest standard. You've got energy efficiency. You have the opportunity to customize the space however you want. You don't have to rip down walls and change anything. You go in, you know what you're buying, and you can pick those granite countertops or those quartz countertops. Choose your flooring. Choose your cabinetry. So it's what you want right from the very day that you move in. And you've also got new home warranties, which don't really exist on a resale. So you know if anything does go wrong, you're protected, which is a good thing for especially new home buyers who maybe don't know how to fix that furnace or haven't been really thinking about how to mow the lawn or upgrade the windows. They don't know how to do those things and they can move into a new condo and have peace of mind that it's going to be perfect. Those are millennials. I think we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And and then the Gen Z is coming up the line. Yeah. 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 This is the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. And our special guest today is Serena Carbone, the Director of Sales and Marketing at DeSantis Homes. Uh, Serena, we've been talking about um, recession, inflation, rising rates, uh, falling housing prices. Should people be worried about a housing market crash? What have you heard? I don't think that it's realistic to expect a crash. I think a correction is definitely happening and people are seeing that, but we still have a housing shortage in Ontario and in Canada, but in Ontario specifically, and we've got a target to build 1.5 million new homes in the next decade, and we're nowhere close to building that many right now. And so we know that with um, borders opening back up, immigration happening, labor shortages occurring, which requires us to bring even more people in to help um, work in our province, all these people need somewhere to live. And so, you know, there's a risk, of course, of people, um, you know, having that knee-jerk reaction, which I think we've seen a little bit in the last couple of months. They see the interest rates and they think, oh, we're going to sit on the fence. And then all of a sudden the sky is 
falling. But the reality is, is there's still not enough housing. And so housing remains a strong investment because ultimately there's lots of people and all of those people need a roof over their head. You know what, Rick, I'll tell you something. I was talking to um, a guy that is in the concrete business and he, he is struggling with a shortage of people working and the government, they got to react fast because it's, it's, it's caught up to us now to a point where everybody's struggling. Uh, we got framers uh, out there building houses for, uh, for all these um, builders, but they don't have enough framers. And then, so it, it, like, they're not going to be able to put them up fast enough. So if we don't get uh, people from, you know, trades people coming in from different countries, um, it, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause housing prices to go up even more. Uh, just because they're not going to be able to build and hit the requirements that we need for uh, for the ten year mark, and then housing prices are just going to climb again. We're going to have another we're going to have another boom within the next five to ten years, and just because of the shortage of homes and the amount of immigration, we need we need more people working. And if, and if the government doesn't do anything about that, it's you can't stop this real estate train you know that keeps going up. Well, and if you're talking about supply and demand, when builders are having a difficult time supplying because they can't get labor, they can't get materials, uh, there's been shortages on everything over the last two years. And so builders are trying very hard to meet the demand of the market, but there's so many hurdles in in the way of the developer to get there now, especially with these trade shortages and material shortages that have become very prevalent since COVID started. Aside from the skilled labor and supply shortage, um, is red tape still a factor in terms of, you know, getting these projects underway and, and going? Well, it'll, it, it has always been and continues to be an issue in our industry, for sure. Um, we, we would like to work and get as much uh, housing supply into the market as possible. Uh, but obviously, there's a lot of steps in that process, and those, that process is a long one. Is it still a good time to invest in pre-construction? We've been talking about recessions and rising rates and all that kind of stuff. Is now a good time to do it? Well, absolutely. Number one, um, you're going to be able to go in and spend a little bit more time with an agent. Uh, there's a very high-pressure environment. When we do, were doing 260 sales in a week, um, you maybe didn't take the time to ask the questions that you wanted to ask. And you didn't have the time because there was a person behind you, 20 people behind you that wanted the same unit. Mm-hmm. Now you've got an opportunity to go in to talk with the builder, to discuss your needs, um, work with them to create something that is really your perfect home, your perfect condo. You've got that time now. And you've also got that time to make the money in your or gain equity before you ever actually close, which is the biggest thing. So you're, you're going to be making an investment for the long term. You're going to be able to move in from now, know where you're going, and you're going to still be able to uh, see some value increases. I don't think we're maybe at, um, I think we're close to where we're going to see the market balance out. I think it's gone out down. Close to flatlining. Yeah. yeah. Like, flatlining. like it landed. It, it's, it, I think we've, we've landed pretty, pretty close to, to where it should be at. We went up 30 and now we're kind of like 30% and now we're kind of down 30% yeah. and the sky is falling and it's like, well, no, it's just what it was before. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really not that scary when you look at it that way. And it is, it's something that you're going to be in in the future. And then when the day comes, you have lots of uh, opportunities to either close on the unit, assign the unit, um, move in, rent. You've got options. 
So it's still a safe time to invest in pre-construction real estate for sure. We got about a minute. You mentioned the word assign. How does assignment work and how does that benefit someone? Well, assignment works in the way that you're never going to have to actually get a mortgage on the property. So you're going to be able to essentially trade paper with another buyer, uh, somebody who's going to come along and say, hey, I'd like that condo you purchased three and a half, four years ago before you ever actually close. So they buy and you get to have the lift on that uh, unit between the time you purchase and when you sell. And you never actually have to go ahead and get a mortgage. So there's a benefit there to avoid needing to incur those costs and basically be able to flip a, a condo or a new home that has an assignment clause available to you. Interesting. When we come back, what projects are coming down the pipeline for DeSantis Homes? We'll get into that and a whole lot more here still to come on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfy.com is the website to visit. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. Follow the Golfy team on Twitter and TikTok. Give them a like on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram as well. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. Our special guest today is Serena Carbone, the Director of Sales and Marketing with DeSantis Homes. How, how did COVID change the game for you guys? Well, the first round of COVID in 2020 uh, actually canceled the project for us. We put it on hold. We shelved our project news that I was talking about a little earlier. And when we saw what was happening in the market 2021, we said, okay, it's time. Let's bring it in. But we couldn't meet with people. And when we did, we could only meet with them one-on-one, which was really different from the way sales launches have happened in the past, where you've got a lineup of people outside of your sales office, everybody clamoring to get in the front door, and you're you know, dealing with massive crowds. We said, okay, we can't do that. So we brought everything online and kind of overnight turned our entire sales process right down to digital signatures uh, to writing agreements of purchase and sale. So really important, lots of 3D rendering. We created a piece of software that allows people to look at the different colors in their cabinets and look at different condos, walk through the bedrooms in virtual reality and really get a feel for the property because we weren't able to meet them face to face. We weren't able to walk them around our sales office. So our entire presentation became a digital presentation. And that taught us something. One, that people will buy real estate uh, without having to come in and go to a physical sales office sitting on a site. So when we launched our project this past May, which was Century, 
we said, let, we were allowed to meet with people. We said, let's still offer digital appointments just to see what the appetite is. We still had over 50% of the people purchase wow. units wanting to just do the digital presentation for comfort, for convenience. Hmm. If they were from out of town, they were able to log on with an agent through a Zoom call. So we've uh, decided we're not going to build sales offices on site anymore. We've centralized all of our sales operations in our new head office in Grimsby. That sales office has a whole bunch of digital applications, touch screens throughout it, and it runs in tandem with the online program. So I can have an agent selling on the floor and someone selling on a Zoom call in a closed off call center and there, everything's happening in real time. So if one person purchases, another person doesn't end up buying the same unit. You have this really kind of dynamic environment where you have people selling digitally, you have people selling in person, but ultimately people get a feel for the property of new home construction by the rendering, the videos, the drone aerials of the site. And then they may go for a drive on a Sunday and actually drive by the property. But people don't really feel the need to, to stand in a sales office as much anymore. And it, it's nice. Rick, I've been in that sales office. Oh, it, unbelievable. Like I was so jealous. Uh, I just couldn't <laughs> believe the technology. It was, it, the, I'm telling you, you walk in and like she said, the, the technology and everything that they have in this office is unbelievable. I was, I just like, I, I thought I had a cool office, but until I walked in there, it's like, okay, I'm down. I, I'm down. I, I can't take this anymore. I'm, you know, so I was so jealous and I, I and, Definitely, if if you have an opportunity, want to take a look. I'll tell you, that's the office you have to take a walk through. Wow. I appreciate that. It yeah. was it was a labor of love for sure. It, it took a <laughs> while to do, and certainly we uh, we were holding our breath and hoping it worked, and it and it did, and it was good. And Century was a, a great success. We've got only about sixteen units left, and so eighty percent sold in the first let's say about a month, uh, and now we're sitting with sixteen, and it's been a really nice process. And that's the thing: people walk in and they go. Oh wow, this is so cool! <laughs> I know, I know, it's great. great. We've got ninety seconds left in this segment. Who's who's buying condos? I think there's a misconception that most uh, condo units are being scooped up by either investors or or millennials. Is it more than that? Absolutely. We said, as I said, that building back in 2021, we had a lot more investors. Now the people we're seeing buying coming in, they're people who are buying for their future. So we had a ton of people that were looking at. I may be planning on moving in because I'm downsizing. I may be purchasing the property now to rent it because eventually I'm going to downsize. But ultimately, it's going to depend on the building and the offering within the building. If it's got lots and lots of one bedrooms, one bedroom plus sense, you're going to see uh, more investors. And the building that we're doing right now is a boutique building. So we're seeing more end users. But ultimately, we try to sell to uh to anybody really who liked a condo, but end users are super important to us because they help maintain the value of the building. We want to see people who actually want to move in and have pride of ownership. Usually, usually, Rick, uh, when there's a building that a lot of investors purchase, once they take possession, within five years, that building trans transforms into more uh, uh, people that move in, like purchasers, like those investors will sell. And then the buyers are are people that move that move in uh, into the uh, into the uh, home. So you'll it's always the case like that. Mm -hmm. So 
It's pretty neat. When we come back, what sort of things are people looking for in a condo? We'll dive into that topic when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You know the phone number, 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Check out the Golfie team on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. If you have a topic idea or an email, send them an email uh, uh, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Our special guest today, Serena Carbone, the Director of Sales and Marketing at DeSantis Homes. Serena, what sort of amenities, what sort of things are people looking for when they're looking at a condo? Well, there's the obvious, which is location. So people are going to come to a building because of where it is situated, whether they wanted to be looking at the water, whether they want to be downtown and walking distance to all of their favorite restaurants and stores, those are that's kind of paramount to any situation. But then you have what's inside the building. And condo amenities have really changed. Uh, we've built buildings that were more resort style. You have theater rooms, club rooms, gyms, uh, pool, that whole kind of lifestyle that is more akin to a resort than it is maybe a typical home. And then we've had buildings that we've done where we've put an art studio and an art gallery into the building because the target group um, were creators. I mean, we're doing it right now, creating Instagram content, TikTok content. There's an entire segment of the population now that's moving into this digital economy and they work from home and they want to have these abilities, digital uh, space to create digital content, media lounges where they can set up and have a quiet corner outside of the condo big party rooms with massive outdoor terraces because ultimately if you live in a one bedroom plus den you want to have 20 people over that's not going to happen inside of your condo and it would be very uncomfortable if you did so you want to take that space outside of your own four walls and go into the condo amenities so they're very important to people when they're purchasing do these amenities suit my lifestyle is this something i can see myself using and if the answer is no, they're, they're not going to buy because they know that that space outside of the four walls of their condo is critical to their enjoyment of their home. When it comes to future projects at DeSantis Homes, what are we looking at? Well, uh, we have a couple of projects coming up in the fall. We have a collection of 11 single-family executive homes in Stony Creek and also uh, 33 freehold townhomes up on the mountain called On the Ridge. It's the third phase of that project. Actually, the last time phase two was sold was back in 2017. So long awaited third phase of that project. And then we have Living Way, which is a one of its kind community to the area. It's going to have five acres of underground, 454 stacked townhouses, 
and no cars driving through the community. It's a completely pedestrian-friendly community built on the um, Netherlands concept of a wooner, which is basically a, a living street, which allows people to walk around without fear of you know vehicular interaction. And the community has ice rink, splash pad, outdoor barbecues, massive community gardens. Um, it's almost what I would say is a, uh, a horizontal condo because they're going to have condo-style amenities, but in a stacked townhouse environment. And uh, additional to that, 29 commercial spaces. And that, that product's coming in uh, a, um, April of 2023, April, May 2023. I, I saw some stuff, preliminary stuff, and I'll tell you, Rick, that, that project there is almost something like Google or or Apple, you know, if when they build their state-of-the-art, you know, uh, place there, you know, how it has all these really neat things going on. So yeah, like with the five, five acres of underground parking and, and moving around, like it's, 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 that's, a, is, that's in Winona, isn't it? It is. It's in Winona, um, right off the South service road. So people yeah. will enjoy uh, access both to the lake as well as uh, right onto the QEW. It's going to be a really interesting community just for the simple fact that it hasn't been done in this area and certainly not to the scale and stack townhouses provide people that front door feeling that maybe a condo doesn't provide where you're able to walk in your own front door into your home each one has outdoor living space and there's one bedroom two bedroom plans uh, two bedroom plus 10 plans which is going to allow those young buyers who need to get into the market and maybe didn't want a condo can't afford a freehold townhouse, the stack townhouse might be that perfect niche market. And we know the millennials are coming into the market heavily now. And I think that this product's really going to hit home. Pretty cool stuff. Rob, we got about a minute. I know you're still recruiting realtors in the community. Yes. If uh, you're a realtor and things aren't uh, going the way you want, give us a call and check us out. Uh, I know you won't be disappointed in uh, what we can offer you and uh, we, you'll be, you, you'll really appreciate uh uh, what we have just, uh, you know, you can, uh, call us or you can email Holly at golfyteam.com, Holly at golfyteam.com and, uh, check us out. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Serena, Rob, great program. And thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.